Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by Premier Mortgage Group. The home buying process is not a difficult journey when you have the right lender. Use our 12 years of mortgage experience to guide you through the home buying process with ease. Premier Mortgage Group is local, experienced, and independent. Call today to see how easy buying a home really is. 601 467 3633. That's right. To the top talk here with your break from all the high resource five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Back in the saddle again this week, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Good to be back. I feel like I'm kind of running on fumes like uh, Jamie was last week, but enjoyed the show. You guys killed it. And, um, it made uh, the five-and-a-half-hour layover that I had in Houston on the way back a little bit more enjoyable being able to listen to you guys. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I'm still um, I'm still lagged from the past two weeks. So it, maybe it'll get better. I, you know, with us playing Tulane, probably not. But it's what it is at this point. <laughs> That's very true. And also the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Lott. Well, Bob, since you had a five-and-a-half-hour layover – and you weren't here for the last episode. That means you could have listened to the last episode like seven times. That's a very good point. It's a very, very good point. I was hoping for one of those like hour and 45 minute shows like Shane and I tend to do when Jamie leaves. Um, I checked it and it's like 52 minutes or something. I was like, all right, well, you yeah. Know. Well, we seem to enjoy each other's company more than Jamie enjoys our company individually <laughs> because he was he was ready to get that thing recorded and out the door. He didn't have time for me. I was ready. I was I was focused and motivated on that one. Jamie's like, uh, you got anything, Shane? And uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. You don't. All right. I don't care about the pyramids. I don't care about. <laughs> um, so before we talk about the game this week, some let's touch on some Southern Miss news. Former Golden Eagle right fielder Matt Walner gets the call up to the big leagues this week, making his debut for the Minnesota Twins, in which his first hit in Major League Baseball goes yard. Home run for his first hit in the MLB. Uh, the cool thing about that is post-game uh, you know, interviews, and they're interviewing him, they're asking him you know, what it's like to hit your first career home run. Uh, on your first hit and he's or, or they asked him, you know, did you know it was going off the bat is what they asked him. Excuse me. And he was like, I was pretty sure. And about that time, Cleveland's starting pitcher that uh, he hit it off of was walking by and he was like, oh, I knew it was going off the bat and just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's really cool. I uh, I messaged um, Matt's mom, Maggie, uh, the next. I mean, I, I saw all the replays. And, uh, you know, they pan one of the replays panned up to the stadium, I mean, up to the stands and uh, you can see the whole family right there. And I'm just imagine what that moment's like. 
Um, so, I mean, I get pretty fired up when Jack scores a goal. You know, he's six years old uh, out here at Tatum. So uh, can you imagine, especially with Matt growing up in Minnesota, um, that's got to make it a little bit extra special, I would think. So good for the moment. A couple other Golden Eagles got to enjoy that moment as well from the other side, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you, you on that note, I was a doubleheader there for the Guardians. And, of course, you had both uh, Kirk Sandlin, uh, Kirk Sandlin, Kirk McCarty <laughs> and Nick Sandlin both playing for the Guardians in each respective game. So you had uh, three. If you went to the ballpark that day, you got to see three Golden Eagles in the major leagues. Pretty cool. Yeah. Jeff Taylor actually texted me the day before that game, and he was like, I'm considering flying up to Cleveland tomorrow because when are we going to get a chance to see this many Golden Eagles in one pro game? And he didn't go. So I texted him today after I saw the picture of all three of them together. I was like, dude, you missed your chance. And, yeah, he, he wasn't happy that he missed it. So did you guys see the pick of Federico and Kaye? I did actually see that. Made the trip. Yeah, I did see that. I did not. Very cool. Yeah. Got their picture made with all three of them. Um, and you know, they got to walk around on the field a little bit with Kirk, it looked like. So pretty neat. Guess great stuff. Um, some other Southern Miss news. Um, Southern Miss Golden Eagles Twitter account tweeted this earlier. We ex- are excited to announce that we have broken the Eagle Club revenue record. Uh, the number they have here, $2,140,000. And $52.48. So apparently this is a new Eagle Club record of two mil. I don't know what our total expenses are, but that's still – that's outstanding to to hit that mark. Yeah, for sure. I know the word for the longest time was like if we could get $3 million through Eagle Club that that would cover scholarships. But that was before full-cost scholarships. So I'm sure that number is substantially increased. But, hey, look. Record fundraising is record fundraising. That's awesome news. We'll take it any way we can get it. Some other Southern Miss-related news. The M-Club Hall of Fame inductees for the class of 2022 were announced this week, and they include Tori Bowie uh, in track and field, Jeremy Bridges, friend of the show in football, Ghana Dem- – uh, Shane, you want to – you want to – Nope. Gama – It's all you. Gama Demidova. Um, track and field, Megan Hill, softball, got that. Pauline Love, women's basketball. Kelly McCarty, men's basketball, well-deserved. And Todd McKinnis. Also during the banquet induction ceremonies, Trey Sutton, a member of the 2021 class, along with honorary inductee John Thompson, will have their names added to the Golden Eagle Elite. So this banquet will take place Friday, November 4th, at the Trent Lott Center on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi. Doors open at 6 p.m. Program begins at 6.30 p.m. So single single tickets are $50, or you can purchase a table which seats eight for $350. You can go to the Southern Miss M Club website for more information. So congratulations to all of the new inductees. Um, I mean, there's some surely some there's certainly some strong names in this class. Is that the same night as the ZZ Top concert? Uh, Terrace. <laughs> now that's a serious question. I'm not joking. I think I it is. Tickets to CZZ Top. One of the nights we're in Hattiesburg at that lawn at the Lake Terrace Convention Center, uh, oh. and I think it's that night. I wonder if ZZ Top will go full fledged, um, um, better than Ezra, and just go straight wedding band when they run out of songs. Well, didn't one of them die? Isn't one of the ZZ Top guys the bass, dead now? Yeah, the bass guy. I'm just wondering if they still go full beard. 
Can you? I mean, if you don't, if you don't have the beard, can you just fake the beard? You, I'm sure you could. Gotta go beard, right? I mean, you, can you imagine watching Kiss with no makeup? I think if they I did show, a show up, there's like no that. beard. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't feel like I got my money's worth. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I hope they have the beards, uh, but we're staying with Whitney and Justin and uh, they had tickets to the show already. So we were like, well, if your babysitter can be our babysitter, since we're staying at your house, then we will also go to that show. Uh, well, you got a choice to make if you want to go to both. Uh, nonetheless, all these people are still going to be inducted. So <laughs> Tori, Tori Bowie, yeah. arguably one of the best athletes in Southern Miss history. Um, yeah. You know, Jeremy Bridges, 10 years in the NFL. Uh, Ghana Demidova, just an outstanding track and field athlete. I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, Pauline Love, Kelly McCarty, Todd McKinnis. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty stop. Then you add on friend of the show, Trey Sutton and John Thompson, who's also been on the show. So bonus inductee, Trey Sutton. Bonus inductee, Trey Sutton. All right. Find the stats on, uh, on McKinnis. I don't, I, I, I don't have them right here in front of me, but. He owns like a ton of for Sutter Miss. Uh, he's one of those guys. I wish right here in front of me, but uh, I don't. But yeah, he, he he his names at the top are very near the top of several different pitching categories. He's also one of those guys who's who's been in the same classes as some of the guys that we've had on the show, and for some reason digitally we can't find their stats. So. <laughs> <laughs> if if you played before a certain year, good luck. So it was a beautiful day on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi this past weekend. The Golden Eagles took on the Northwestern State Demons. Before we get to the game, let's just talk a little bit about the atmosphere there um, on the campus, Jason. I mean, it kind of really felt like a better crowd than we had for that first game. You know what was weird about it? I remember the first game, and we did the show – and, you know, we showed up on campus that day and walked around and went and saw the Mollies. And we're talking about, like, if game day ever came, how cool it would be because there's so many people out there. And 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 then we get in the stadium. We're like, where are they? This game was kind of the opposite. Um, I mean, our little section had the normal people, I guess, and I didn't walk around that much. But I didn't feel like the game day vibe. Uh, the tailgating vibe, anyway, was was even that of the first game, to me. And then we get in the stadium, and there's noticeably thousands more people. <laughs> so I don't know how it kind of worked opposite, but um, but yeah, it was cool. I mean, you know, we're inching our way there. You know, uh, it's gonna take a while. Hattiesburg's a front running town, and you know, um, again, everybody that was there was loud and into it. So especially the the student section, they showed games. In- um, but it was good. And then it was a total ass whooping. So that helped out a lot too, but you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, most definitely. So the golden Eagles defeated the demons by a final score of 64 to 10. Um, I, I, that's, that's the most that the program, that's the most for Southern Miss since defeating Charlotte here, November 18th of 2017. So you're looking at a good, what, five years. I'm not good with math. Good five years since we've scored that many points, and you know, got to be honest, man. I, it, you you definitely can feel the drought. It was nice seeing all those points put up on the board. 
Yeah, uh, you know, you have to take a level of competition into mind because poor Northwestern State was obviously outclassed, although that quarterback that came in and played most of the game for them had a pretty good arm. Uh, That guy had some talent, was not a bad quarterback, but uh, we just dominated the lines. And, uh, you know, that said, taking into account the, uh, the, the competition that we played, it's still very nice to do what you're supposed to to that level of competition and just run them out of the building. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the performances in this game. Let's start off with with quarterback. I thought the quarterbacks had a solid game. Um, it felt like to me that Ty Keys had the better day. Statistically, he did. Um, so Ty Keys on the day, six for nine for 192 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, with a long of 89, of course that definitely will pad your stats when you hit that uh, when he hit that uh, shot to Jalen May. Um, on the ground, uh, Tykes was five for a net of 29 and one TD. Uh, Zach Wilkie still a solid day, nine for 18. That's you're throwing 50 percent there for 102 yards and one touchdown. On the ground, Wilkie was four for 13. So. Both quarterbacks, you know, I think we're going to need both quarterbacks to get through this season anyways, uh, but it was good for them to, to see them both have solid days. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't I don't know why quarterback's the only spot where you can be like, you know what, if you got two two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. You don't say that about the running back. You don't say that about, I don't know, your best pitcher on the baseball team or, you know, wide receivers or anything else. They're Two good players. I just don't know why in the world you wouldn't want to play both of your good players. Uh, so uh, I like it. Um, I wish we never threw an incomplete pass or a turn. You know, well, well, we didn't turn it over. Um, but I, you know, good for them. You know, good for both of them. You might want to want to want to see a little bit more out of Wilkie, but it's nice to see Ty Key say, you know, ease up, partner. Everybody just you know handing the keys over to Zach. You know, I'm still here, and he showed out. So good for him too. I don't care. I don't care who does it. It's as long as we at the end of the day, and I'm sure they'd tell you the same thing. So I'm not ready to give up on anybody or announce anybody. Let's just all out there and see who can get us a win that day. Trey Lowe also two for two coming in in relief work. Jake Lang one one for one uh, for 27 yards. So on the day, the Golden Eagles were 18 for 30 through the air for 400 yards and four touchdowns with no interceptions. So – um, you know, I, obviously, given the level of competition, um, you know, it's what it is. But I can't recall a time in the recent history we've had that good of a of a total passing day from our quarterbacks. No, that's and I mean, Wilkie had a couple of overthrows there on the first two drives in the end zone, or that would have been two more touchdowns. Uh, so it, it could have been just an absolutely ridiculous day besides uh, the fact that it was already kind of a ridiculous day. Uh, the quarterbacks look good. Uh, both of them did. Keys was was helped out by the fact that uh, he had some long runs after catches there. But in his credit, he put the ball to where those guys could catch it and run a long ways after they caught the ball. So uh, definitely something to be said about that. It was It was really good to see both of them look good. And on the, the rushing game, you know, Frank Gore leading the way, had some real solid runs. Seven uh, attempts for 82 yards, averaging 11.7 yards per carry with one touchdown. He also had, um, you know, a couple other notable names. Of course, you had Keys and Wilkie, but Janari Dean, um, 
eight for 27. Um, and then Kenyon Clay coming in, getting his first touchdown as a Golden Eagle. Five attempts for 20 yards, averaging four yards a uh, per carry, and one touchdown where he just kind of just, I mean. Ran all over the place. Yeah, ran all over the place and took it into the end zone. So for the day, the Golden Eagles, 41 carries for 215 yards and uh, with an average of 4.6 yards per carry. Through the air, the big day coming from Jacorius Caston, six receptions for 94 yards and two touchdowns. And then, of course, you had some some huge plays made by Jalen May. Uh, one of his uh, receptions was for 89 yards, and then Zay Franks had one reception for a touchdown for 58 yards. So, man, that catch that Franks made was amazing, too. He stuck his hand out there, one hand, grabbed the nose of the football, just brought it in and took off. That was awesome. You can definitely see kind of the, the youth. Um, it's good to see kind of these guys that are that are a little younger starting to kind of make waves as well. Um, I did feel like I don't have any statistics to back this up, but I did feel like at times, even though we did blow them out, there were times where we got into the red zone and kind of sputtered a little bit. I mean, particularly those first two drives where we had to settle for field goals. Um, but end of the day, we were able to, to to start punching them in the end zone soon after that. So I've got that exact same thing wrote down. If we were going to do the good, bad, and work on, that was my only bad because what do you do on a day like that, you know? I said the same exact thing. If you're going to get nitpicky as hell, uh, those very first two drives. I mean, honestly, when you're playing against better teams, you're probably going to need to come out of there with touchdowns there. So, But at the end of the day, you want to not turn it over. And so there's something for that as well. Well, and, and a positive step forward, the defense scored more points this week than our offense scored last week. So, Hey, we'll take it. Um, speaking of which, um, family member of the show, Swayze Bozeman, yeah, gets a touchdown. Yeah, you, that did, was did, did you even, did, the the, uh, the scoop and score, right? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you even see it, Shane? Yeah, I did. I was watching it. <laughs> uh, I, I did watch it. Uh, Evie had been watching the football game with me, uh, which I've got some great video of her screaming Southern Miss to the top. Uh, I'll have to throw that out on Twitter or something here soon uh but she is obsessed with southern miss to the top uh and her golden eagle jammies but she had just gone upstairs and she was very interested in seeing swayze play and uh she had just gone upstairs to go to bed when he scored that touchdown so i went up to tell her uh and i think that made it even more difficult for Catherine to get her to sleep so <laughs> 12 yard fumble recovery for for swayze so congratulations on that i know uh jay stanley had a um had an interception as well um, you know, the Golden Eagle defense was was strong. I think, let's see, as far as their rushing yards, I think they only gave up a net of 16 rushing yards on the game. At um, halftime, it was, they had 87 yards of offense and three first downs. And, I mean, really, we played second, third, fourth people that just were walking around on the street that still had eligibility in that second half and fourth quarter. Uh, so, when the first string defense was in there, they could barely move the ball. Yeah, definitely. And and that being said, so you mentioned, you know, all the guys that got some playing time in the game. It was good to see that happen. And it was good. I was, you know, keeping an eye on some of the positions like the offensive line, seeing some of the depth uh, getting to come in and play. And then, I mean, gosh, by the end of the game, you're, you got guys there. You're like, I don't even I, I need to get like a program or something. <laughs> Those Barnes twins uh... are massive human beings. Dude, I said this a couple of games ago. Did, did you not, guys 
not just the Barnes twins, but going through Eagle Walk, this team is a lot bigger than they have been in recent memory. Mm-hmm. All those DL transfers. Dude, it was – I mean, every – I mean, like, they look – I don't know if it's the weight – I mean, some of it obviously is the transfers, but some of it's the weight room. I mean, they – these guys are looking the part for sure. Did you notice on the – I know, like, when Jamie was talking about late in the game, we are trying to figure out who exactly is in there. I don't know how it came off on TV, Shane, but uh, we noticed how they're doing our, our the names on the back of the jerseys. Like pretty um, much every name like is the same length, I think, or something. So like the one guy named May, it's the biggest M A Y. Huge letters. Back. <laughs> yeah, May is the same size as Keys. Oh, and uh, McMillan. So, yeah. No, I haven't noticed that. I'll have to pay attention to that this coming weekend. I, another thing we haven't talked about, uh, the, I thought the, the jersey combo looked great. I love the oh, yeah. new, I love the way the new stripe on the helmet that we've got, but the white with the uh, black jersey and the white pants, I thought that I thought it looked very clean. Yeah, it was sharp, um, mm-hmm. sleek. As far as like the uh, oh Nature Boy, Natron Brooks had a heck oh, of a yeah. game, um, you know, on, on the returns he for that for his efforts. He was named the special teams player of the week at the Sun Belt. Seven returns for 145 yards, which I think is the second. I believe that's the second most in Southern Miss history. I feel like I read that somewhere. So uh, congratulations to Brooks. He uh, came so close to breaking a couple for touchdowns. So close. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I Um, thought he was Dima for like half the game. Yeah, the zero kind of threw me and Jason off. I was like, wait, 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 what happened? Yeah. Uh, I know we've mentioned this the past two weeks, and uh, I know that it was not like a widely publicized spread, but we did cover the spread for the third week in a row. We, I, I want to say we only covered the spread like three games in all of last season. So, um, you know, it's some kind of progress. We'll take it. You know, we, we were better than Vegas thinks we'll be every game. So we'll see how that holds up. Also, a win is a win. A win is a win. One thing that was pretty cool, Shane, I don't know how it translated on TV, and we weren't really sure how it was going to go. But in the fourth quarter, they had this thing. They were like, pull up your apps and and sync it up, and there's going to be like a, a light show. And it was actually really cool. Like the way that it synced up and the way that it like lit up the, in the crowd. I mean, we were talking, and we're like, you know, a lot of people were gone at that point because it was such a blowout. But I'm thinking like, that game on Halloween week, Thursday night against Louisiana, like that could be something that's just wild to see. So kudos to whoever put that on and made that happen. I thought it went really, really well. Yeah, they didn't show that on TV at all. Oh, I couldn't believe that many people got it to work. I'm sitting there. I'm talking about how do you do it? I'm, I'm like looking over at Jamie's phone, uh, cheating, you know, trying to figure out how to do it. And I was like, this is not going to happen, man. There's no way. And then it does, and there's, I don't know, 20,000 people got their phone held up in the air. So it was really neat. Um, I'll tell you something else that was really neat. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. How loud it got, especially on third downs. Yeah. I loved how loud the speakers got. It was neat. I love the music, man. Love that Mm -hmm. music. Love how loud the speakers were. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. It's kind of tough for me to write my blog when it's that loud, but it was it was pretty. Did you get some fillings rattled out of your teeth? Something like that. Prostate was kind of 
a little jumbled there. Uh. (laughs) Some prostate jumbling. Prostate jumbling. So that brings us to this week's game, Back in the Big Easy Southern – oh, before we talk about that, Jason, do you remember what me and you said in the stands should be the the title for this week's episode? Uh, It was good. It was good. I didn't write it down. Damn. I was it's like, those things. It's one of those yeah. things. I was like, oh, that'll be it. I was like, you said it, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, and then, yeah, yeah. Story of my life. Story of my Ca- life. Mm. Cast get, out the demons. Cast out the demons. Not bad. Not bad. I'm, I uh, think that's whatever I said. I think was better than that. It was catchy. Uh, yeah, it was like some of your best work. And then mm. I didn't write that's it what down. What a comedian feels like when you like you wake up middle of the night when you have that thought and you don't write it down then you wake up the next day and you're like that was the funniest joke i could have ever written and it's just just gone Uh, or it's just a napkin that's there's there's an actual joke for this yeah i convinced myself that the paper is too far away no that's not the one i was going with maybe it was hannibal burris yeah uh or something but they're like you wake up and it's like Monkey banana, and you're like, what the fuck was I talking? Or, what, yeah, bleep! What the bleep was I talking about? Well, Mitch's was like, <laughs> like talking about being in the hotel and writing on notebook paper, and he's like, I think of a funny thought, and I have to either get up and go and get the notebook, or convince myself that what I thought of wasn't funny. <laughs> I saw his uh, Mitch All Together album just went gold finally. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh. Well, that's very cool. Random tidbit well we'll throw out on the Southern Miss podcast. Comedian's been dead for years. Shout out to Cloverleaf Mall. Um, <laughs> so this week's game, Southern Miss taking on the Tulane Green Wave. Southern Miss one and two on the year. To oh, let's just keep diverting this. I forgot to mention on the call for Southern Miss Radio this week, filling in for Lee Roberts was Marshant Kenny. Yeah, I heard a little I, bit on I the way did. home. Yes, yeah, I, I switched over a little bit towards the end of the second half and, and heard Marshan a little bit. And then I listened to the entire postgame show and uh, heard him on that. I tried in the second half to listen to the radio uh, broadcast while I watched on TV. But uh, Juan and Marshan were like 15 seconds ahead of the action on the screen. And it was just driving me crazy. So right. I tried Marshan. I tried to listen to you more. But uh Baker and AD won out because their their audio was synced up with the video I was watching. That that'll do the, it. The, the clips that I've heard of were just out of this world. And I can just imagine that he's some uh, that you know the, the <laughs> in particular that I heard was a mid south wrestling reference. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. Right. So nice experience for him. Yeah. And yeah. Great Angela got to hang out in the broadcast booth with him. That's cool. All right. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to talk about before I talk about the game this weekend. Oh, no. Let's let's mention the game for next weekend a couple more times and <laughs> yeah. talk about other things. Southern Miss. <laughs> oh, and a tease. And Southern a tease. Miss, one and two on the season at the Tulane Green. Oh, before we get to that, no. Uh, Southern Miss at Tulane. Tulane, three and oh on the year. That game is this Saturday, September the 24th at 6 p.m., it's going to be on the campus of Tulane University. Uh, if you cannot make it to that game for whatever reason, you will be able to watch the game on ESPN+. Plus. Or if you get down there and you get kicked out, have to go to a bar, 
you can pull it up on the ESPN app as well. The line in this game, so Tulane, 3-0 and to start the season. The line in this game, Tulane is currently a 12.5-point favorite. I think that's down from 13 maybe. So Tulane, you know, they obviously think a lot of Tulane right now being a double-digit favorite. But Tulane, uh, to their credit, they defeated um, Kansas State this past weekend by a final score of 17-10. to Not the prettiest game statistically, but their defense held up and they were able to um, to get the victory over a Big 12 opponent. Prior to that, Tulane 52 to nothing over Alcorn and 42 to 10 over UMass. So they, it, it sounds like the Green Wave are, are kind of making some waves. Ooh, that was bad. Uh, Kansas State's uh, games before Tulane, they opened the season uh, with a 34 to nothing win over South Dakota and then had a 40 to 12 win over Missouri at home. Um, but I don't know how much that tells us. Missouri's mostly terrible. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the thing that worries me the most is not so much the points that they've scored, but the points that they've given up 20 points in three games, 6.7 points a game. That's pretty stout. I mean, playing stout. against playing football against other football players that are in college, uh, six points. I, I, it's just hard for any of us probably that went to watch us play Tulane for so many years. It's really tough for me to just, you know, even fathom that they have just a defense that is that stout. But I mean, there it is. So we got our hands full. Yeah, historically, when they did well, it was because of the offense. I mean, I, I really mm-hmm. can't I can't name like, oh, this this two lane defense was, you know, of any particular year. So um, also they've got their quarterback back, uh, Michael Pratt, who we saw a few years ago. He's he's now a junior currently uh, 40, 42 for 67 on the season for 658 yards, six TDs and two interceptions. So uh, assuming we will see um him this week as well offensive numbers they're not really lighting it up per se but uh they they obviously have had a uh you know been victorious thus far this season yeah, up pratt, until this I mean, weekend yeah i mean pratt you know complete 2.7 percent of his passes so that's a clip that everybody would kind of like to be at i'd like to see us at that clip um it's a bunch of guys i mean you know through these three games a lot of people have played but celestine uh, team high 141 rushing yards and 31 carries this year. So Wyatt 181 receiving yards. Um, I don't know. They put up numbers every. We're not even mentioned. Yeah. So defense has just not allowed anything, and the offense has done pretty much whatever they wanted. Um, so here we go. <laughs> so Tulane has won the past the previous two games against Southern Miss. Uh, I mean, I guess. I guess it all came to a head for them when they had to punt on third down. So now they've they beat us the past two times out. We'll play again this week. And and of course, you know, another thing we haven't mentioned, this is Will Hall's former team. This is the team where Will Hall came from. When when Tulane did beat us last time, Will Hall was the offensive coordinator that really stuck it in us. So um you know, that's another storyline there. Will Hall going against his former team. And 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 you know, several of the people on the staff came from Tulane. So I saw a post-game interview from, or maybe it was the post-game interview I listened to. I heard Will Hall say something after the game. I don't know whether I saw it or heard it. Let's make that clarification. Um, 
But he was, you know, talking about how much he loves Willie Fritz. But he was like, come, you know, he's like, I'm going to move on past this game in 45 minutes. I'm going to start watching Tulane film. He was like, and when this week comes, I want to kick his butt and he wants to kick my butt. And that's just how it's going to be. If you're if you're Fritz and you're from New Orleans, you're going to get your ass beat. (laughs) That was a bad. bad Well, okay, you're going to get your ass beat. Okay. All right. You get the gist of it. But yeah, in all seriousness, if, if we have any aspirations of making a bowl game, I mean, it's kind of got to start this weekend, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, well, you know, well, it's not well, out of the question, we, but yeah. yeah. I mean, the Sun Belt, I mean, didn't have the best weekend, but some of the teams that I was thinking like, okay, I thought Texas State played really tough against Baylor. Um, so, I mean, like there's not a – you can't circle any of the games on the schedule and be like, oh, that's a win. You know, it's South should have been UCLA. Absolutely. They, they should have. Uh, I hate that they I watched the uh, I've, I've switched from watching Conference USA games to Sunbelt games now that we're in this conference. Thank God. So uh, especially because you can actually get Sunbelt games on television like normal television. Yeah. Um, but I watched a good chunk of that South Alabama UCLA game and you South tried to run a fake field goal when. If they would have just kicked a field, a 30 yard field goal, it would have made UCLA have to score a touchdown to win. Or, I mean, if you're going to go for it, it's like fourth and two, fourth and three, just leave your offense on the field instead of having your third string quarterback try to throw it. But yeah, that, that was a gut punch for me just because I wanted that win for the Sun Belt. I don't even care what happens to South Alabama. Um, but they should have won that. And then Old Dominion should have beat Virginia. Same kind of situation. Field goal as time expires. Uh, Old Dominion. Uh, let Virginia go down the field in under a minute to set them up for a game-winning field goal, and that uh, just should not have happened. Um, but two two Power Five wins that slipped through the Sun Belt's fingers there. Most definitely. So what game's going to be this weekend? I'm sure everybody is going to be down there and be rowdy, uh, probably be violent, if I had to say. I'm talking to you, Marchant. Um, but should be a great time. It's always, you know, it's always great anytime the Golden Eagles have a game in in New Orleans. And so, I think that the place we're going to go before the game is a place called the Boot. Yeah, the Boot. Yeah. Yeah. Across from the stadium, from what I've been told. So, uh, it's not Das Boot. No, it's yes, not Das it. Boot. Oh, it's not. Oh, I don't know. It's the Be Boot. The, I guess I fell for the joke. Don't be uh, don't be making the boot any fancier than you think it may be because it's not. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's the spot. That's all right. Yeah, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, Jason is frozen, and uh, I guess his video and the points. Okay, oh, well there he goes. He said about some points. So, no. Jason, we lost you, you for a minute. Here. Yeah, no, you were broke frozen. up. Oh. No, I said, yeah, I mean, I said, we're going to the boot right after I get through going to Harris. And uh, I take the under and the points. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We did, that, I did made, that made a lot more sense than just the points, which the is points. what we heard the first time. <laughs> there's, there's your, there's your, there's your uh, um, the show, show episode name for the week. Um. All right, Shane, do you have some updates to give us in regards to Golden Eagle Sports this week? Were you I was like, were you eating a Rolo? What was that? 
<laughs> uh, I'm getting into a brand new bottle of whiskey that I just got today, and I'm very excited about it. But we'll talk about that in a little while, like mainly before we close the show. But I've been sitting here patiently. I, I started off with a, a pour that's related to this one, but not this pour. Uh, and I've just been waiting to get to this point in the show so I could open it and, and have some sips of it. And, man, does it smell incredible. Um, but anyway, I'll quit drooling over my whiskey here. And we'll talk about what happened this week of Gothern uh, Miss Athletics. It's, maybe I don't need this next whiskey pour. <clears throat> so we're going to start it off with soccer this week. Lady Eagles bounce back from their tough non-conference early season to record a 3-1 to victory over Marshall to open Sunbelt play up in Huntington, West Virginia. This was Saturday the 17th. Uh, goals were Ryan Smith in the 28th minute, Bernadette Stefan in the 78th minute, and Esmeralda Figueroa in the 84th minute. Uh, Marshall held the edge on shots 20-16, to 16, uh, but both teams had six shots on goal, and the Lady Eagles made two more of those count than Marshall did. So Lady Eagles currently stand at 1-4-1 on the season and 1-0 and in Sunbelt play, which is the important number. Uh, next up this week, two matches at L- University of Louisiana Monroe Thursday, the 22nd at seven o'clock and then host James Madison Sunday, the 25th at noon. Uh, I would imagine that that James Madison match would be a pretty good one to go to. Uh, they're pretty serious about their soccer up in Virginia. So if you don't have plans on Sunday afternoon, head over to the track and soccer complex and check out the ladies playing a Sunbelt opponent at home for the first time. Women's tennis. Uh, Lady Eagles took home two singles titles from the Women's Care Lady Demon Invitational at Northwestern State in Natchitoches, Louisiana, Saturday the 17th. Clara Tardeville won the black singles draw against fellow Golden Eagle Alyssa Richter, and freshman Hannah Chambers won the orange draw against Angelique Barat of Louisiana in her first ever match in the black and gold. Uh, freshman Madison Ricardo fell in the finals of the gray singles draw, and uh, Shavita Alana and Hannah Chambers won their doubles match over Northwestern State. Next up for Lady Eagles, Lady Eagles Tennis is the ITA Regionals in Baton Rouge, Thursday, October the 13th. I do apologize to tennis. Uh, somehow their calendar slipped, and I did not mention that their season was about to start last week, but we jumped in and got their scores this week. We're back on track. Men's tennis were off this week, but they will kick off their fall season at the Southern Miss Fall Invitational Saturday the 23rd through Sunday the 25th. Uh, women's golf started action at the Hoover Classic at the Hoover Country Club, hosted by UAB. Uh, day of recording, Monday, September the 19th, and we'll wrap it up Tuesday the 20th. After the first two rounds that were played today, the Lady Eagles currently sit in first place out of 10 teams. The low Eagle for the first round was Momika Andu. Uh, after she posted the second lowest 36-hole score in program history with a 141. She shot a 68 in her first round and a 73 in the second. Uh, she is currently tied second individually overall for the tournament. Uh, Friend is tied for sixth at 145. J.C. Fields tied for 12th at 148. Uh, Elena Milik and Taylor Tribble. Uh, both tied for 19th at 151, and Alma Betteret at 
uh, tied for 28th at 154. So all of the Lady Eagles that are competing are in the top 30 of the individuals and leading overall as a team. So we'll see how the ladies uh, finish up the tournament there on Tuesday. Good luck to them. Hopefully they can hold on to that number one spot. They'll be back in action Monday, October the 3rd and Tuesday, October the 4th at the Pat Lesser Harbottle Invitational at the Tacoma Country and Golf Club in Seattle, Washington, hosted by Seattle University. Men's golf is off this week, but they'll be back in action next week up in my neck of the woods at the Old Town Club Collegiate at the Old Town Club in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, hosted by Wake Forest. That's Monday the 26th and Tuesday the 27th. I bet that's a pretty pretty snazzy operation they got going on. Uh, Winston-Salem is a gorgeous old tobacco money town, and uh, Wake Forest is just dripping in it. It's It's almost gross. Um, <laughs> but you can drive through parts of Winston-Salem and it's just block after block after block of old, ridiculous tobacco money mansions. And they're gorgeous. And it's, it's a pretty town. Um, anyway, back to Golden Eagle Athletics. Cross Country Ladies started their season at the North Alabama Showcase in Huntsville, Alabama, Friday the 16th. Ladies finished six out of 39 teams in that event. Uh, Oluwia Warzniak set a school record 16 minutes, 50.33 seconds in the 5,000 meters to place eighth overall. Six Golden Eagles had new personal best in this meet. Isabella Ross, Aaron Phelps, Carlin Beal, Smila Kobe, Reese Von Voris, as well as Oluwia, uh, all with current personal best set there. Next up for the Lady Eagle cross country team, Friday, September the 30th at the Chili Pepper Festival in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Do you eat the chili peppers and then you run or do you run and then you eat the chili peppers? I would imagine that has a massive effect on your time uh, or motivation to get back to some facilities. I don't know. Volleyball was in action this past week. The ladies dropped with their first two matches of the Jacksonville State University Invitational to Auburn, uh, zero sets to three, and then to Jacksonville State, one set to three on Friday the 16th before bouncing back to claim a three-to-one win over Jackson State on Saturday the 17th. Next up for the Lady Volleyball team, Sunbelt Conference play begins against South Alabama in Hattiesburg Friday the 23rd at 6, and then Saturday the 24th at 2 o'clock. And that gets us caught up on Golden Eagle action for the week. All right. Do you guys have any shout-outs? I do. I'm just going back and forth with these dudes on our Discord right now about they think we need more today's rap music. And I'm the old guy. I'm like, screw that. We need some more 80s music. But anyway, you are the old guy. Um, you definitely are yeah, the old I mean, guy. <laughs> I, I don't care what anybody says. Like this music that they, they, they say is, I mean, it's just. Oh, perfect time for old man yelling at clouds to freeze again. <laughs> We can sit like here it. and talk trash about him, and he can't defend himself. You froze again, so while you were busy yeah. yelling at the clouds, we didn't hear you. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't help it that I'm right. It's not my fault. Look, no, you gave yourself you gave yourself up as the old man earlier when you were like, every all 20,000 people in the stadium figured out the phone thing, but I couldn't even after I cheated off a gaming <laughs> screen. And then you set it up That's for whatever the, well, I, the kids I, I, call I, I music can't. these days. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm right. You know, in 50 years, you aren't going to be listening to hell's on the radio right now. You're still going to be blank. You're still going to be blaring some, I don't know, like uh, 
some some danger zone. Some uh, fifty years. I'm not know, listening to anything. I'm but, dead. But you know, people said that in the '80s too. They were like, yeah, you know, they were like, oh, you're gonna be listening to the twist. You're not gonna listen to Guns and Roses. Maybe so. Maybe so. No, I don't know. I don't know why sure. it gets me so fired. Because because people are just willing to die on this hill. And, I, and I've listened. To, it's not like I'm not there, right? I'm not going because it's not there. But their point is, people, other people aren't going because of the music that I like to hear. I, I think they have a I'm valid case. I think people look. go to the football games to hear music. No, I th- I think I don't think the football. I don't think the music has been bad at the football games. I mean, like Margaritaville doesn't necessarily pump anybody up, but like. I feel like they do a good mix. They've done a good mix the past few years. It's you know I think you got to have I think you got to have a mix. I don't think you can have all or nothing, but you definitely want to uh, make it a a more uh, you know more fun environment for for the younger crowd as, as well. And that's the problem we've had over the years is we've we've catered strictly to the older crowd, and you know it's it's bit us in the butt at times. All your yeah. blue hairs are dying, bump, and that's why attendance is down. We hadn't replaced it with yeah. fresh people with new music. It's just that's old it people is. like it's bump exactly dying. What it is. They just didn't get the, you know, the, they, they just didn't get a very new playlist. I don't know. Like it's the stupidest thing in the world. It's the same as the as the damn uh, uniform argument. When you get people fired up by these, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, well, I think we it's win? just. I think the music. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it's no, just no, like. No, 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 no. But the, but the yellow uniforms look very terrible. Like, well. Yeah, I mean, people I get on know. their they get on their soapboxes about dumb stuff, but like really the atmosphere. I mean, you want to have a good, energetic atmosphere. That's you know, if it's too loud for some people, maybe they should leave. I don't know, but if you <laughs> uh, if you uh, you know, you want to have a good game. I mean, you know, I think a lot of the pro teams do a really good job of 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 you know, kind of mixing and matching on their on their game day atmosphere. I mean. Um, I can take a mix. I can take a mix. What I can't take is someone telling me that there needs to be nothing but today's music or no mix whatsoever. I, I, and and yeah, if I had it, my be no mix. <laughs> but I can take a I can take a. That being said, I cannot believe we just spent five minutes arguing about this. I can't believe I'm so fired up about it from these text messages. But it's just I just don't get it. Like we just complain about too much crap, don't we? I will. I mean, we just, we just, I mean, I, good lord, I imagine we complain about. I it. totally I agree. One on person that. complaining. <laughs> do you do you do you have any uh, any shout outs, Jason? I guess, man, it's ruined my shout outs. <laughs> totally ruined my shout out mood. <sighs> Look, you launched into that unprovoked. I was been I've been provoked for like ten minutes on this damn Discord. <laughs> I'm not. Discord what? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not on there provoking you. Anyway, shouting out some people. Shouting out. All right, my number one, and this is part of the provoker. This is this is a provoker that I'm shouting out. But uh, Reagan and Lauren had a baby boy. Reagan and yeah. Lauren Grant. Yes. Yeah. Had a baby boy, baby Emmett. Emmett. Um, he's like, I guess, two days old now. So good luck, buddy. Um. I wanted to give first a shout-out to uh, – yep, first child, first child. Well, they might be home now. I think they, I think they said they were going on Monday afternoon, so they could be home now. Anyway, shout-out to um, – you came into this world, and two days later, we're arguing about 80s music. So, ready to go. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Rock, uh, Pilo, and Coop. They handled the tailgate setup. You know, I was gone. I always get out there, and I have some help. I'm not going to act like I never have any help, but – 
for the better part of 20 years, pretty much just been me. <laughs> and uh, so, so the, out and and I, I had two soccer games that morning that I had to go coach. Uh, and when I showed up, thing was completely perfectly done. <laughs> It was the first time ever for me, and it was great. It was wonderful. Um, I want to give a shout-out to our good friend uh, Noah Thornton. Um, he's up at med school in Philadelphia, and he ran the Philadelphia Half Marathon with a To The Top Talk Pete Taylor Park Magic shirt. And um, the marathon actually ended right there at the Rocky Steps, which was really cool. That's a nice picture. Yeah. Um, his dad sent us a nice pic, so that was cool. Um, and I want to give a, a, a last shout out to a former Golden Eagle great uh, Lee Roberts. He was out this weekend, hoping he's all better. Uh, to go to the hospital, I had to have uh, some procedures done, and um, you know, sending all of our best to to Lee Roberts and his family, and hope to hear him back on the radio waves uh, alongside John Cox sooner rather than later. Shane, do you have any shout-outs and or um, you want to share what you are sipping on this evening? Yeah, um, I don't have any shout-outs uh, this evening, but uh, I will talk more than people care about what I'm sipping on because, again, I'm excited. Got a, new, got a new bottle today. I traded a couple of bottles that I had. I'd been sitting on as trade bait for the new Wild Turkey Masters Keep, uh, which just came out uh, and – it is called Unforgotten. It is a blend of uh, 13-year-old bourbon and 8- and 9-year-old rye that they then returned to rye barrels and aged for an additional point of time. Uh, but that, that was what I just opened with the plastic and everything on it that made all the noise. I started off with this, this uh, release from them is kind of a play off of a whiskey they released back around 2013, 2014 called Wild Turkey Forgiven. And the storyline behind that was that an employee at Wild Turkey accidentally blended two tanks. One had rye whiskey in it and one had bourbon in it, uh, instead of, uh, mixing like liquids and, uh, they were like, ah, well, and they tasted it and it was delicious and they released it anyway. So who knows if that's actually what happened, but it's a great marketing story anyway. So that was Wild Turkey Forgiven back then. So this is a, a much older, those, those were very young whiskeys in there. I, I can't even remember how old they were, but this is a much older, uh, more aged, more premium play off of that type deal. And I, I'll tell you what, I just had the first few sips of it and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, so very pleased here, but it's been a wild turkey blended bourbon and rye night for me. All right. Uh, I got a couple of shout outs. Shout out to Tink Cooper. Had her birthday uh, this past weekend. Had her little cookie cake there at the tailgate tent. So that was pretty cool. Um, also want to give a shout out to Tom Colt and Fallon Bryan. Morning crew having me on on Friday and then again on Saturday at the tailgate. So I'll be on there on Fridays before Southern Miss home games. Um, thank you guys for listening to To The Top Talk presented by the Premier Mortgage Group. The home buying experience is not a difficult journey when you have the right lender. Use our 12 years of mortgage experience to guide you through the home buying process with ease. Premier Mortgage Group is local, experienced, and independent. Call today to see how easy buying a home really is. 601-467-3633. That's my man Brad Dixon, former Southern Miss cheerleader. Hit him up. Hey, if you would like to sponsor an episode of To The Top Talk, 
You can do that now. You can do it a la carte. You can do it by the episode. Go to tothetoptalk.com. Also, there you can find, you know, you're obviously listening to the podcast now, but if you want to listen to it on different platforms, we have the links on there as well as links to our merchandise shop as well. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the Top Talk. could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Puts you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state